Lord have mercy, what to do with the parables, all right? And Jonah, who I love. As Mark Twain said, most people are bothered by those passages of scripture which they do not understand. But the passages of scripture that bother me the most are those I do understand. <laughs> and so today uh, in the scripture, everybody's bothered with God's unfair generosity, right? There's no, there's no um, getting what they deserve. Um, it's all about um, generosity and grace. And so there's a lot of grumbling. And I know you all never grumble about anything. <laughs> But I will confess that I do every once in a while, like grumble to God. Like even this morning, I was driving here to the church, and um, yeah, I don't know, it was 7:30. I was driving here for the eight o'clock service, and there was a long line at a at a nearby restaurant. I mean, people can get up early on a Sunday morning. <laughs> And wait in a long, I mean, around the block. And I see that, and sometimes it doesn't bother me. Today I was like, mm, I, wish that, I wish that there was a long line to get into the 8 o'clock service. <laughs> and I was like, maybe we need to, to serve bacon. And <laughs> I was like, well, we're not a restaurant. But then I was reminded that, in fact, we do serve bacon at, um, in the morning. And there is a line to get around when we serve our unhoused neighbors. And there's people that get up every morning to do that hard work. And that, in fact, I was not one of them. <laughs> I was getting here at 7.30. Linda, what time were you here? Yeah, so. <laughs> um, Bob, too. Bob, what time are you here? <laughs> I knew that. I knew that. So, you know, you grumble, you grumble, and then you have to, you have to think it through, right? You have to think it through. Um, but I actually, I love Jonah. I love Jonah because... I mean, I love all the, the, the beautiful uh, Hebrew scripture stories that, for me, because I grew up on them, they're, they're like anchors in my life. So if I, if I feel myself, you know, thinking something, hmm, instead of asking what would Jesus do, I ask, is this what Jonah would do? Like, would he run away from this, or would he, see, or would he show up? Would he, would he argue with God about this, or, or would, or would, um, or should I show up? Right? And so, um, you know, Jonah was so mad that, well, he he did what he did what God asked, and he went and spoke a word to Nineveh. I mean, if you look up Nineveh, you're not going to find people you want to heck, invite, you know, to hang out with. There was some, there was some mean stuff going on, and so, you know, 
if Jonah's due, he did, and he went and kind of said, God will forgive you if you repent. Right? Is there anybody that um, you kind of think doesn't deserve a chance of repentance? Just think about this. And I mean, I can think of one or two. Not anybody here. Not anybody here. <laughs> what? <laughs> 10 30, no. Not either. <laughs> Um, but, totally lost my train of thought there, um, but, you know, if you, if you, so he, he, he went and kind of prophesied, and they repented, you know, and he was so mad, because then God wasn't going to give them what they deserved, which, according to him, so that is also, According to Jonah, so that's also that's part of the scripture that we I, I call when we don't understand some things that are pretty clear. I call that resistance by confusion, right? Like you just don't want to understand. But basically, um, you know, we are uh, Jonah knew that 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 God would forgive if he called the Ninevites to repentance, and that's why he didn't want to do it, but he did it. And God forgave, and so um, so he was he was kind of mad, even though God was clear. I mean, Jonah was so mad he'd rather sit in the disgusting gut of a fish, right, and then get vomited up. <laughs> I mean, don't I, you know? I, I was thinking about this earlier. Don't think any more about this. It's just, it's, it's not a good way place for your mind to go. But it's just, um, you know, and then even even after, um, you know, God saw that the uh, Ninevites repented, even after this, he went and he, he's grumbling, sulking, went out on a, you know, who knows where he went, but he built a booth. And so, you know, God made a plant grow up, this is the portion of scripture that we have, and to give him shade, because God loved Jonah too. You know, God loved Jonah too. And he didn't want Jonah to be mad and sulky. He didn't want Jonah to cut off his nose to spite his face. Because when we hold on to resentments, you know, we, we hurt ourselves. You know, even if it's, even, even if we're right, and I know sometimes that's when I get into the most trouble is when I think I'm right and I'm going to hold on to that. And I'm in God's lane thinking that's where I should be. And I need to go ahead and get on into my own lane. And, you know, not stop looking for justice or truth. Because it's not saying that we shouldn't look for justice and truth at all. But we should do it with love. We should do it with love. And not for vengeance, we should do it for repentance. And so people change from exploitation and oppression and violence, right? And it's hard, you know, because it doesn't seem fair. You know, even, even when I think about heaven and I think about some people, I'm like, well, maybe they have to feel all the evil that they did before they get into heaven, you know? <laughs> I'm 
confessing to y'all right now. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while I go there, but, but, you know, God doesn't call us to what's easy. God calls us to what's right and what's healing and to God's dream in which there is a world in which people have all the chances that they need to do right in which people have enough no matter how long or how little they've worked there's enough um, and uh, one of the things that I also love about Jonah is it's a really really good example of the lie that the Hebrew God is is a vengeful angry God because Listen to, you know, let's just listen to this that was read so beautifully, this, this portion about, you know, um, is it right for you to be angry about a bush? You know, you were angry, and, and, and Jonah was so angry, he said, yes, I want to die because you took that bush, right? And, he, and God says, you are concerned about the bush for which you did not labor and for which you did not grow, which you, you did not grow. It came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not be concerned about Nineveh, that great city in which there are more than 120,000 persons who do not know their right hand from their left, and also many animals. So I feel like I feel like he's talking to a U.S. audience when he brings in the animals. Because if you can't, like, forgive the, the people, you can be like, oh, but the animals are innocent, right? The animals are innocent. But that's such a loving God. You know, I, 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 I made these people. You know, I gave them life. And, 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 and you, you're worried about a, a, a bush that you had nothing to do with. Can't you see why I want to forgive when people repent? And that is so, that's just beautiful. It's not angry. It's not um, vengeful. It is frustrating, though, when we want, when we're angry and we want revenge. God's justice is generous beyond our wildest dreams. So, getting back to the parable, um, I, you know, I love digging into scripture, and I love, you know, reading and uh, investigating all the ways, all the angles you can enter into a story. But at the end of the day, the story is about us not uh, being mad when God is generous. With, our, with us, right? You know? So, so, so in one way, let's take what God gives us and know that we are worthy. Whether we've been working very hard or whether we're late to the harvest. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to make light of this. Again, it's not just individually. So you all know my husband, Elmer, he's the director of education for the National Day Laborers Organization. I know the terror of living a daily wage and what that does to a person. 
that is that and that is one way to enter into the scripture and and it's a very different way I think it's a very important way and I think that's different than um, on an individual level when we're saying that we're the latecomers or we're saying that we've worked hard and we deserve more right and so sometimes um, and I, I want to say again that just because you come to a certain understanding individually doesn't mean you have to stop working for justice the gospel never means that it just means how you work there how you how you how your journey is um, does matter to your spiritual emotional and physical health and so if you are able to take some of these truths and apply them to your own life then you will be able to receive and live into that generous grace and forgiveness of God which will only make your life and your pursuits better more blessed as instead of trying to be God you'll be walking with the presence of God trusting in God's goodness and mercy for yourself and for others so I, this is this quote is a little bit long and when I want to end with it I, I love it um, and it's I, it's kind of mixed up but uh, with some of my own thoughts um, but I always hate to stop and say as Da, 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 da says. So I borrow a lot of these thoughts from Karl Rahner, who's, you know, a classic Roman Catholic theologian in many ways, and it's just beautifully written about this passage. Uh, and he says, the thing which God freely disposes of, the thing we cannot negotiate or calculate about with God, is ultimately our own selves. Our own selves, just as we are with our life, with our temperament, with our destiny, with our surroundings, with our time, with our heredity, with our family, with everything that we happen to be and cannot change. And whenever we grumble and complain about others with whom God has dealt differently, whenever we say, why me? Or why them? How about me? forget them, whatever it is. Whenever we grumble and complain about others with whom God has dealt differently, we are really refusing to accept our own selves from the hand of God, the gift of our own selves. The parable teaches us to say, we are those who receive the Daenerys. We're all of them. Sometimes we work hard, sometimes um, we get a little bit of a break, picked up at 9 o'clock. Sometimes we're waiting there for someone to offer us work, and um, they don't. And so they come around late, so God comes around. This we must accept, not just without grumbling, without inward protest, but with goodwill because it is given to us by the God who asks, do you begrudge my generosity? 
Do you begrudge my generosity? This, then, is our great life's work, to accept ourselves as the mysterious and gradually revealed gift of eternal generosity of God. I just, I mean, I just, I love that. And I'm actually going to end on, I've been quoting songs in my last couple of sermons, and I hadn't done that today, but then I remembered at the coffee hour this John Prine song about forgiveness. And it's, um, you forgive us, and we'll forgive you. No, Father, forgive us for what we must do. You forgive us, and we'll forgive you. We'll forgive each other till we both turn blue. And then we'll go whistling and efficient in heaven. <laughs> Does anybody know that song? Did I just make that up in my head? <laughs> Nobody knows that song? <laughs> you knew Johnny Cash, and you knew I love it, but you don't know John Prine? All right, okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen.